0: Let's look ahead to Tuesday. There are nine games on December 26th. It's Boxing Day, and it's a daily streaming look-ahead show. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and we've got a number one Victory Royale. Yeah, Fortnite. We're about to get down. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b and on Instagram at LockedonFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, use the code LockedOnNBA and save 20 bucks off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Lockdown Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Watch the video, listen to the audio, comment, subscribe, thumbs up, boost the algorithm. It's a great way of helping me out at this time of giving. In the NBA or the actual regular calendar, not the NBA calendar, it's the regular calendar because that's what Christmas happens. We're here to talk about Tuesday's action uh, with nine games coming up. No back-to-backs through Monday, Tuesday, of course. no None of the Christmas Day teams play the back-to-back, which is bloody fair enough, I think. And normally at the start of these daily look-ahead shows, I go through and I tell you, well, here's all the injury updates for the day. An hour ago, I published an injury update show for all 30 teams. So maybe to streamline this, not maybe, definitely. To streamline this, I'm not going to give you the injury updates for these games on Tuesday because we just did it. The only difference is is Nikola Vucevic has appeared on the injury report as questionable, so we are all hovering very, very closely because Andre Drummond would be the absolute elite stream of the day if Vuce is out, and I don't actually hate just a just a quick speculative ad just to see. It doesn't appear that Vuce is going to be a long-term thing. It's like an adductor uh, contusion, I think they called it, uh, which could be it could be timeout, but when we talk about a guy that might run top 60 numbers, if Vooch is out, which is what Drummond is, then it's almost worth burning burning it for a guy that might play 14 minutes. So if he plays 27, you're home. That's a big boost. So all of our streams of the day and everything we recommend today is with the assumption that Vooch plays. But I think it's just a number one thing right now, three minutes in, we just add the big avocado Andre Drummond and we see what happens. Because it could be a W move. It might not be. But the upside of it, it's not like adding well a bit out Harrison Barnes in case he gets me 12 points with two rebounds. Drummond might go 12, 12, two steals, three blocks, 65% with three assists. He can do it. Not saying he's a good player. Saying he put up good fantasy numbers. So let's um, let's look at what we need to look at. For the day, who are the teams that play Tuesday, Wednesday on the back-to-back? Because that's important to get some extra games in. It's the Nets, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Magic, and the Wizards. And the problem is, with those five teams, there aren't huge amounts of great streamers. There are some okay ones, but it's not, it's not a fantastic stretch. It's not a fantastic grouping of guys that we could look at. If you look at the streams of the day, again, we have certain cutoffs for all of these numbers. But Andre Drummond, who's 11% rostered, would hit basically every mark here. If Vooch out, and wouldn't be the 16-team streamer. That would be, Brandon would slide down. Otherwise, we'd get, with Drummond is just the guy we want. Like again, get the avocado into your head. That is what we're looking at with the expectation, 50% chance that it doesn't work out. But you take swings. You take swings. Um, Pat Williams, the 10-team streamer of the day. He's up to 49% rostered now. People are catching on. He will not be good every game, but it's a really nice stretch and I like what we're seeing. Got to do it. We're going to be the same team. There's a lot of bulls talk today, which makes me uncomfortable. The 12-team streamer is Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter, still under 40% rostered. Yes, he could always go tits up at any point. doesn't matter. You roster him for now. And when he's injured, probably tomorrow, you move on. The 14-teamer is Malachi Branham. He's available everywhere. Is he good? No, but he's a 30-minute-ish a night starter who's 9% rostered, who can score, occasionally delivers assists. I don't love him for 12s but I do like him in deeper ones. And then we might have Marcus Smart returning for Memphis, but the community transport, Vince Williams Jr. is still going to play a good role. He still could start. He's 4% rostered. Is he great? No, but he gets steals. He gets rebounds. He's been relatively efficient. That's just way too low a number. Yahoo points at his Jeremy Sohan that I look at. With Again, we'll show some caveats later on with stuff. And ESPN points is Alex Caruso. So they're my six streams of the day. Again, with the Andre Drummond situation, that if he is starting, we're going all in. Not looking at Henri Dral; he's been ruled out, unfortunately. Let's look at the games, the nine of them, what is on my radar during these games. The first one is, I feel like we get this one all the time, the, uh, the mystical battle, the Wizards, the Magic in Washington. I'm watching Wendell Carter because he was benched down the stretch and Gogo Badadze closed the game. If they run a three-center rotation, you do not roster Wendell Carter Jr. In fact, if I'm in a 10-team league, I'd I'd, I'd jack him already. Get that garbage out of here! Again, I do expect Wendell Carter to be better than he currently is, but that upside is not necessarily high enough to deal with uncertainty and shit performances because he hasn't turned in a good game all year. Yes, there's been an injury in the middle of that, but sometimes it just hamstrings you and handicaps you holding on to a bloke like that in those shallower formats when it never comes good, and if it does, the upside's not that high. For the Wizards, it is Jordan Poole who took a lot of shots last game against Golden State. He's never going to be as good as I thought he was, Hugh Al, obviously. But we're seeing a few little things happening. An increase in some free throws, some better assists, more shots, more minutes, more scoring. It's all pushing up a little bit. So it is being somewhat rescued, and I just want that to continue. For the streams, the Magic, it is probably John Isaac, but I don't expect Fultz to play. Suggs may or may not play, so it could be Gary Harris in that mix. Anthony Black for deeper leagues. Joe Ingles may not play, but Isaac's a little bit safer that doesn't rely upon these other guys being in or out. And Bilal Kalabali, the minutes have been going down lately, which is disappointing. I thought they were trending up. He's still a streamer, but I'm not looking at him as a 12-team hold anymore. The next one is the Brooklyn Nets, the Detroit Pistons. Can the Pistons do it? Can they avoid complete infamy? They've tied the record for most consecutive losses, 26. They lose this one, it's 27. Merry Christmas. I hope that they, I don't know. Do I hope that they lose so that more embarrassment is poured onto the front office and ownership? Yes. Do I hope that they win so that Pistons fans don't have to suffer through being that team? Also, yes. So I don't know. So I guess either way I can be okay with it or sad with it, whatever. Anyway, for Brooklyn, Cam Johnson was better last game. I want to see him continue to do more rebound-wise and steal-wise and also be able to push 32 minutes a night. I guess part of the problem is that they are using a lot of Cam Thomas, which means that Mikael Bridges is playing almost exclusively as a forward, meaning that the O'Neal, Finney, Smith, Johnson, they're all sort of eating each other there, which does hurt the overall upside of Cam Johnson. We'll see how they use that. Isaiah Stewart for the Pistons. Yeah, I, I don't really want to watch it, but I do because he was pretty good last game on the back of 89% shooting. There is a chance that Jalen Duran is back in this game. So, what we want to see with Stewart is do they start him next to Duran? And I vomit in your mouth, not in your mouth, unless you're close by and that's what you're into. Come by, I've got a couple for you. Otherwise, I vomit in my own mouth about that. Or do they put him behind Duran? Or do they start Stewart and bring Duran off the bench to get him back up to speed and split 24 24? That is key. In terms of streams, Finney Smith looks like it for Brooklyn, um, and Isaiah Stewart is still 41% rostered only. Fair enough. I don't think he's a 12 10 league guy, but there is an opportunity here to stream and get a little bit of action in. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is partnering up with me, Josh Lloyd, and the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast to help you bring the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. So whether it's you're scouting the waiver or are doing daily draft sort of situations? Each week, we're going to help provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. And I feel like this guy's been on the eBay list every week, but I'm going to chuck him out again because Brandon Pajemski is continuing to do very good things. And the Christmas Day game just finished, of the Warriors, and he was great again. Yes, Draymond might be back in five, six games. I don't know. But I don't know how you can take Pajemski out of the lineup. He's honestly playing like their second or third best player at the moment. He's a fantastic fantasy contributor. And there's just no reason you should leave him on the waiver wire. None. He's a guaranteed fit, but a guaranteed ad. And eBay knows that guaranteed ads and guaranteed fits are things that can help you win a championship. And that's what they're all about. The guaranteed fit, championships, but also for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed Fit from eBay is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions apply. Let us go into the, the uh, next game. Check what's on my radar in that one. Oh, that's the wrong game. Better slide that over. It is the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs Battle of the Titans in this one. We do want to see Utah to see if we can figure out anything that's going on with Walker Kessler. He still played 26 minutes last game, but we thought he'd come in and play 29, 30 a night, every night. Solid starter. Establish himself in the Defensive Player of the Year conversation. And it has not gone like that remotely close. Not even anywhere near it. Are they going to continue to sort of shift him and Olenek between the starters and the bench when the guy that should be benching is John Collins? We'll see what they do. Honestly, if this, if I was this jazz team, and I'm not, obviously I'm a person, I'm not a team, but if I was anything to do with them, I would just say, Kessler, you're our center. Taylor Hendricks, you're our four. Kelly Olenek, you're our hybrid off the bench guy. John Collins, I'll see you later. What are you doing now? But whatever. That is what I expect later in the season, by the way. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So we see how Kessler goes. And on San Antonio, we need to see what the horsecock is up to. Keldon Johnson, because he was benched last game. He played 23 minutes. And let me guarantee you this. Last season, in 32 minutes a night, Keldon Johnson was barely a 12-team guy. If he plays 23 minutes a night, he's nowhere near it. He's about 100th so far this season around that mark. He's upped a lot of his rebound and assist rate stuff. But in the end, I think he's probably just Keldon Johnson. A 23-minute-a-night Keldon Johnson is nothing you need to care about. So let's watch his role. I've got Chris Dunn there as a stream for the Jazz, but he literally might play zero minutes because I don't know at this point Taylor Horton Tucker's role or status or I don't know whether Keontae George is going to play. And if they both play, well, what do we get out of it? They Dunn might play five minutes or he could be up there with Andre Drummond as the best streamer of the day because he's great when he plays. So we'd have the streams there. as like yeah, if George is playing and starting, we stream him. If George is out, it's Swinton Tucker, and if they're both out, it's done. So there's, just, I should have just said to stream whoever is the point guard because that's sort of where we're at. For the Spurs, Jeremy Sohan was really good last game. I don't know whether that continues or not. I, I'd be watching this one for Victor Weminyama, who missed the last game. I think even if Wemby plays, and I think he does, he'll be on a minutes limit. So Zach Collins should still be pretty solid. So just watch that one there. For the next one, it is the Atlanta Hawks and the Chicago Bulls. I should have said that I'm going to watch Jalen Johnson because the big fellas back. I think he'll probably move straight into the starting lineup, especially with DeAndre Hunter out. And Sadiq Bay will start at the three, so we'll get Bay at the three, Johnson at the four, and a lot more minutes still for Njekara Kongwu, and Bogdanovich still gets that role too. So we're going to watch to see what they actually do with Bay. Do they start him, and do they keep him playing 35 a night? That's enough to maintain rosterability. And then on the Bulls, it is Andre Drummond. I had to make sure his name was on the screen in case you guys don't listen to my words. You just look on the screen. Andre Drummond. We've got to watch Andre Drummond because if Vucha's out, we're adding him everywhere. Even if it's one game, you've got to use it. It's, it's that high of a level. Now he'll come out and have four and five and foul out in four minutes. I know this, but you, you, we've got to play the processes and percentages. Streams is Alex Crusoe, but of course, it's Andre Drummond. And then on the Hawks side, I don't know why I reverse the order there. I've just put Quinn Snyder there because this is a team that has literally no stream options. There is no one that's available in 55% of leagues who I care about. Gary Matthews, absolutely not. Wes Matthews, Kobe Bufkin, no. They just don't play anybody. So, no, we don't care. So I just put Quinn Snyder's name there because I didn't know what else to put. The next game we look at is the Indiana Pacers and the Houston Rockets. Aaron Neesmith struggled a little bit last game, but we feel really confident. He's going to play 27 minutes a night every night, 28 sometimes. He's been a very good steals guy up from being a bad steals guy last season. What do you know about steals? Oh, wow, they change every year. What a shocker that is. And he could easily drop off at any point. He's also shooting the absolute lights out from three, which helps his numbers. He's a good streamer. I don't see him as a must roster, but he is a good stream value at the moment. And then for the Rockets, it's Tari this season. Because we got a little bit kicked in the dick last game, didn't we? We saw Easton going 26, 26, 28, 26, 26, whatever it was in four games, and then 20 minutes. And that's the worry. Because if something isn't happening ahead of him in the rotation, or if he is not having a superlative game, they don't use him. They don't need to use him because they can go with green. They can go with... The other green, they can go with um, more Jabari Smith. Like, Shengun and Smith played like 38 minutes each last game, so there was nothing there for Eason. reason. And that is always the problem with finding the path because it's, it's all well and good to have 30-minute games, but if you have a 30-minute game and then an 18-minute game where well you're a 24-minute player, and that's probably not enough. Now, I do think that we do need to roster him without really any, um, without any question at all, but we'll reassess that in a week or so. And if he's playing 21 a night, then he's not worth it. In terms of the streams, it is Neesmith. And I did include Amen Thompson on that stream list because just watch some of his highlights. He looks really good. Now, I don't think we need to be stashing him in 10 or 12, maybe even 14 team leagues. But there's a guy who's ahead of him at the moment, and he stinks, and his name's Jalen Green. Fred Van Vliet's obviously really good, but Amen's coming back from this ankle injury. I have always maintained, I think Amen is going to be better than Asar Thompson. And... He just looks really good. I just think he looks awesome at the moment in these limited minutes. So he might be a stream, but it's more of a stream and also just watch because if they start to lose patience with um, Jalen Green, maybe Amen does a little bit more. The other one to watch in this one is Bruce Brown because he missed the last game with the bone bruise. He's officially questionable for this game um, and they started Andrew Nempard in his place. Nempard might be a stream, but I still prefer Neesmith over him. Just a little bit longer staying power and I think overall, uh, he is a better player. The Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. Jaron Jackson is someone I want to watch. He went into foul trouble last game, but does the Jar Morant return actually help or hurt his numbers? It's A lot of it is going to be about usage. Efficiency was bad at the start of the season and then improved without Jar anyway. So it's more about... Um, trying to figure out where his usage fits and how he gets enough shots in this scenario. For the Pelicans, we obviously want to watch what the hell happens with Herb Jones because last game he was benched for Trey Murphy. Not benched, literally, because he started the game, but he played 18 minutes and Murphy played 35. If that happens again, we are very, very quick on the jack. Get that garbage out of here! Like, there's just no reason to be holding him um, in that scenario if he's a 20-minute-a-night player. So we need to see how that goes. Also, they just upgraded Larry Nance Jr. to Doubtful with his rib issue. Not that he's going to play, but it means he's going to be back soon. In terms of streams, Marcus Smart is questionable for Memphis. Vince Williams is going to have a role regardless. He's available everywhere. And then for the Pelicans, it is probably Najee Marshall, but that's not a super exciting stream option there. Minnesota and OKC. Um, We don't have the update yet on Karl-Anthony Towns, which is very frustrating, obviously. So... We don't know, but what we've seen the last two games from Jaden McDaniels has been interesting. Really good minutes, big production, ramped it up. Is that real? Or was that a little mirage And for the Thunder, I want to watch the Bronco, Jalen Williams, because his game last game was really good. How does he look if Josh Giddy doesn't play? Now, Giddy is officially questionable for this game, so we'll have to watch Jalen Williams and his um, role and see whether he's able to just get back to what we saw a little bit more last season. In terms of streams, Kyle Anderson will be the guy especially if Towns is out. Now, obviously, it is Reed, but Reed's rostered everywhere. Anderson's the guy we look at, but more priority if Towns is out. For the Thunder, it's always Lou Dort. I'm not all that interested in Isaiah Joe. I'm not all that interested in Cason um, Wallace, even if he starts. The Sacramento Kings and the Portland Trailblazers. I want to see Keegan Murray because his last few games have been good. He's been able to ramp that usage up. Now, I think some of that is because Leaky Monk was out. So always watching Murray's role usage percentage when Sabonis Fox Monk plays. Does he assert himself? Does he step back and be a spot-up shooter? Can he bring other things, passing, defensive numbers? He's on a really good streak at the moment. And then for the Blazers, it is Scooter Henderson. Now, I don't think we have to hold at this point, but the improvement is here. wouldn't say it's here. He is improving. The problem is they're pumping minutes into Malcolm Brogdon and Scoot's playing 24 a night. So even if he improves enough, 24 is not enough for us to care. If he was playing 31 a night and we saw this improvement, I'd be like, yeah, well, let's hold it. I think it's going to break. But at 24, it's not. If we start to see it get to 30, then I'm back in on adding. Harrison Barnes looks like the stream from the Kings. And then Thibel probably is the stream. If screw's available, I'd look at him over Thibel. But Thibel is obviously very specific to categories and for very specific categories as well. For the steals and less so for the blocks. But yeah, he can help in that area too. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got the killer last minute deals. I chuck a flash deal up on your phone and go, "Hey, bozo, there's something going on tonight in your area. We've got some tickets. Do you want to go?" Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's have a look. And you go in there and you ch- check the price. Cool, that's a pretty good price. And you can feel really comfortable because they're not going to throw extra fees on at the end. The price that you see, which is their all-in pricing policy, is the price you pay. So if it says it's like, hey, we've got $30 tickets for tonight, it's the $30 ticket. It's not $33.84. It's not $37.22. It's $30. That's how it works. All in pricing. They've also got the views from your seat. So you can click the seat and you can see exactly what you're going to see when you get to the uh, the arena, the stadium, the concert hall, whatever it is. So that's great. Takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. That's what GameTime does. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. The code is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, let's bring this big fella home. Um, the Hornets and the Clippers is the next game. I put on this list that I want to watch um, old mate Nick Smith because he went off in the fourth quarter of the last game. Now, I expect that LaMelo Ball is out. Brandon Miller, Terry as are both questionable. Mark Williams is doubtful, I'm going to say. So if we have Ball, Miller, Rozier out, Nick Smith was better than Ish Smith, although both guys would be stream options. And I would hope that Steve Clifford would just give a little bit to Nick. Let's see. In terms of the Clippers, I don't think that Kawhi is going to be out, but there's a chance. But I just want to watch Jim Harden, who's been very good. good, good, I can't even speak. He's been very good recently, putting up like top 20, top 15, top numbers. I want to see him push a bigger usage game onto us. Hasn't really happened yet, but I'd like to see him do that. In terms of streams, it is Nick Richards, but it's the Smiths after that, depending on those other absences. And then Norman Powell is always a good stream option for the Clippers. And they are all the games. So let's have a look at what we need to do for two-for-ones with the Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-backs. There's not, they're not great names. We've got Bilal believe, which I'm not certain on. There's Corey Kispert, Lou Dort. Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, and Dayron Sharp in Brooklyn. Sharp's one of those Andre Drummond-esque players that if he plays 34 minutes across two nights, you might have 20 points, 21 rebounds, three blocks, which is really good. And that's what the two-for-ones are useful for, is using one ad to get 60 minutes, 70 minutes of action, 50 minutes of action. In Sharp's case, 40 minutes of action, enough to matter. And yeah, so that that's important. If you look at chunks, Tuesday, th- Wednesday, Thursday... Friday, Saturday, there is one high-volume day in there on Friday. So who benefits the most? How do we get the most value out of the next five days? Well, you can see there are a few teams there with three quality games. Chicago, Alex Caruso, obviously if Pat Williams is available. If Vooch is out for the week, Andre Drummond, amazing. Dante Exum and the Mavs. So Exum, we don't know whether Kyrie is returning um, or Josh Green. So Exum, Derek Jones, Timmy Hardaway, three games, quality games in the next five nights. Aaron Neesmith and the Pacers, maybe that's Andrew Nembhard as well. Jalen Smith i have got on this list too, although he might sit one of the back-to-backs. And in the Jazz as well, Kelly Olynyk, three games. But Chris Dunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, Keontae George, I don't know if they're going to play. And there's a real opportunity for some value for those guys, but I get the feeling that with all that ups and all those ups and downs that it's going to be harder to pin that down. Although Olynyk feels relatively safe, I've got Tasumi in there as well, just if you're in a deeper league with three games for the Bulls, he's at least getting a solid enough role with Zach Levine out. Back to Tuesday for 10-teamers, we're looking at Pat Williams, Jalen Suggs, who's questionable, um, Alex Caruso, Cole Anthony, Herb Jones. I don't feel good about that one, but sure. Denny Avdia uh, on there too. Um, For 12-teamers, Keontae George. Don't know if he plays. I would stream him. Then it's the Horton Tucker and the Dunn Cascade all the way through. Uh, Jeremy Sohan, Aaron Neesmith, Kelly Linick, Malachi Branham, and the Pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. And then for deeper leagues, I've got Bilal Kulabili, the Community Transport, Vince Williams, Dorian Finney-Smith. We've put Andre Drummond's name on this list. He would rock it to the top of every list. Otherwise, if futures out. Royce O'Neill and John Isaac. And lastly, we do points leagues. I've got Keontae George there as well. Don't know if he's going to play or minutes or whatever, but I've got to put his name on the list. Sohan, Caruso, Branham, Norman Powell, and Trey Jones. And that, guys, does it for a look ahead for Tuesday's nine games in the NBA, some waiver wire, streaming options, all of that stuff. And if you want to be a double banger and support the show, watch it here on video and subscribe. Thumbs up. Um, subscribe is really key, though. Hit that bell as well for notifications. And then go and check the audio version. If you're listening on audio, go check the video version. Now, again, someone said to me the other day that they saw my face for the first time. Wow, I didn't expect you to look like that. Amazing. My face is everywhere. But yeah, there you go. So go and check it out. Subscribe. Help the show out, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.